Hey, coming up on the Magnificently Huge podcast, we take a look at television crossover TV event, television event crossovers, wherein you take a bunch of actors from different shows and just smoosh them together and hope you get something interesting. And it's all horrible. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Well, hello, listener, and welcome to a very special Magnificently Huge podcast. This is episode 100, if you can believe it. We sure can't. What do we do to celebrate this? Uh, Well, instead of doing a clip show, uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of crap TV. That's right. It's TV crossover events. That's the big topic today. That's where you take actors from other shows that aren't yours, and you bring them in, and you do like a multi-part story uh so let's say magnum pi and oh i don't know married with children how's that sound yeah that'd be a good one right so that's kind of what we're looking at they're not really any good typically uh it's people who write on other shows putting words in the mouths of characters that other people have created and it's a whole bag of beard so that's what we're going to kind of look at today crossover events television And we're going to rattle off a bunch of shows that you may or may not know, remember, or even care about. But that's all right, because that's what this show is all about. Bringing the fun to you here on episode 100. Thanks for sticking around all these shows. We hope you go back and listen to some other ones and uh, give us your feedback. You can do that at magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on our various social media platforms. We're on Twitter, at MagHuge. We're on Facebook, Huge Podcast, and we're on uh, Instagram as well. Any of those, follow along, share us with your friends, and leave uh, snarky comments on our feeds, and uh, we'll be sure to respond. You can also catch us on any of your podcast-purveying platforms of choice, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever. And then lastly, you can reach out to us on our website, maghuge.com. That's links and fun and frolic and all of that. So without further ado, we're going to get to a television crossover event podcast spectacular. Take it away, fellas. And we're back Woo-hoo! to the greatest yeah, podcast we are. in hey. the world. You're lucky. It's our, sen- our centennial so show. You found us. Yeah. All the podcasts so- <laughs> you could be listening to, but no, you're listening to this one. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a Muppet. Free. You gotta get some mug huge, bitch! <laughs> Welcome Dang to uh, energy, episode 100. I can do that. Yeah. 100. One episode 100. 100. I'm just gonna keep saying that. 100. Cento. How did we, how did we get here? 99 before it. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's, it's yeah. actually a matter of math. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Fuck math. That's like though, reading. Though Fuck reading. We kind of done more than a hundred just because of all the special episodes in the middle. But yeah, those I guess count. they don't. Yeah, those don't count. Like like Rogue One does isn't really Star Wars. Yeah. Well, isn't it exactly? Though? I consider Rogue One both the most Star Wars movie and the least Star Wars movie all at the same time. I, I 
I think Rogue One is more Star Wars than Solo, a Star Wars story. Correct. Star Wars. Thank in you. that, I'm willing to admit it exists. A lot of people would say it's a lot more Star Wars than uh, the last, the part two of the most recent trilogy, <laughs> whatever that was called. I don't... Oh, oh that's fighting words. I love that one. The, the yeah. Laura Dern anyway. one. The Laura Dern Star yeah, Wars. Let's it. just call it the Laura Dern Star Wars. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, by the way, shall we introduce ourselves before we forget again? Why let's... Okay. You go. I'm Brian. Hi, Brian. I'm, I'm Eric. I'm... <laughs> We talk all over each other every yeah. time. Yeah, I'm Chris. I thought there was like a space, and so I say my no. name, Eric. Hi, Eric. This is Chris, uh, and then we're Magnificently Huge, the podcast. Thank you for listening. 100 episodes old, not including the uh, rogue ones. Yes. Hey, they're rogue ones. I only just caught that. I didn't mean to do that. That was that was a nice oh, play on words. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Yay, me. Catch, I'm going to pat myself catch- on the back with my own hand. <laughs> Just don't call it Rouge One and you'll be okay. Uh, anybody do anything? We've been here for been years. Here for years. Thank you. Uh, anybody do anything fun this week? Yes, I did. And and, <laughs> oh, I, and, and uh, a hokey <laughs> intro segment, Fresh Shit. This shit is fresh. <laughs> Tell us about your fresh shit, Eric. All right. I watched a show called The Rain, as in Rain from the Sky. Uh, uh, It's a Swedish show about a bunch of crazy kids who are the lone survivors after a, a, a sort of super virus attacks what may or may not just be... uh Actually, I'm not even sure. I don't think it's Swedish. I think it's Danish. But... uh you know, Swedish, Same Danish. I, I can't tell them apart. I don't care if that's racist. Um, but the, it's somewhere out there. And yeah, they're running around trying not to get this super virus that is contained within raindrops. So it's literally the rain they have to stay out of. And there's a lot so of th- things in here where I watch it and I go, wait a minute. Come on now. You're standing right at the doorway and it's raining outside. How, how do you not? What if, what if it's humid? You know, what, what, <laughs> like, what if, what if like the rain then seeps into the groundwater or the grass, exactly. like, you exactly. know, soaks it up, but like, is that become super virus grass? Yeah. Like if you mow the lawn, are you going to yeah. die? And like, uh, like, does it get into the food chain? I know that, uh, their, their, their climate is a lot like Oregonian climate. And after a rain, you don't get the water out of the grass for maybe a day, you know? I think you're you're, right. you're kind of grounded for several hours after the rain if it rains. You know, there's a lot of holes. I think, but it's 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 fun. I'll just say it's fun, and I always like end of the world uh, is it, premises. Is it dubbed or is it subtitled? It's subtitled, and oh. interestingly, there. Are, oh, whatever. The, interestingly, there are a lot of parts in there where they speak in English because. Apparently, even there, it's the international language. There's, you know, people trying to speak Swedish and Danish and Finnish, and if they have to talk to each other, they go to English, which is neat. So, so it's like uh, Telemundo almost, but with Swedish. Nowhere near as many boobs. <laughs> okay. Too bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so did that, um, and and. Would you recommend The Rain to our listeners? I definitely would, especially if you're into, like I say, apocalypse-type stuff like I am. Um, 
Okay. Apocalypse I, Umlau. Yeah. I, I, I went to a concert and saw Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. I wanted oh, to see Marilyn Manson for a long ass time uh, and finally got to see him. And it, it's kind of a, it was kind of a greatest hits concert, apparently. My wife explained it to me while we were I'm there. I'm down with like, that. Oh, okay. Well, and, how, many, how many greatest hits does Rob Zombie have? Because I just really can think of the one. <laughs> well, I'll get there. Let me just <laughs> okay. say okay. that, um, okay, uh, uh, Marilyn Manson had an interesting, I think, idea for his stage show, which is each song... There was a quick costume change and set change, and he basically gave you uh, a slice of what that tour was like, going chronologically from the first to, you know, Antichrist Superstar to... You'd think, right? You would think, except it looks super cheap. Uh, There was no video screen. We couldn't see anything. Um... And I there was know. no video screen. Yeah, he sounded tired. I, I I I have a feeling he was bored. Either he was bored or he was drunk. But I, it was not a well, high energy performance. Well, he's no I haven't longer. seen a concert without a video screen in ages. Yeah, and that's well, going back a while. And yeah, and then you get Rob <laughs> Zombie, and well, he had a video screen, so it wasn't like for lack of money. But the, oh, the thing is, it 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 blew. Uh, uh, Marilyn out of the water and we couldn't figure out why and then I was like oh it's because Marilyn Manson is opening for a filmmaker this guy understands visual uh, interesting and, yeah but That's, well they've, they've been doing that kind of stuff for a while I remember going to see the butthole surfers like 91 ish 92 and they had like screens in the back but they were showing like old footage of vivisections and stuff did mm-hmm. you get that kind of graphics that's what he was doing. He had like eight smaller screens, and sometimes they would come together into, you know, a larger thing. But usually it's just small things like shadow women dancing or, okay, you know, strip clubs. You know, it's Rob Zombie type shit. Um, okay. So for Rob Zombie, apart from Dragula, what do people more human than human. Well, that's the other one. Okay, he's got two songs. I, well, the thing is, he played. Okay, he played that one song that goes, and then he played that other song that goes, and that, and by the like fourth or fifth one, I'm like, they all sound alike. You can't really bombast doesn't work if it's all you ever do. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, okay. it's like Wagner. Everything is just, Wah! and so there's, if you don't pull you, back, you don't notice it. You heard it. it here first. Eric just compared Rob Zombie to Wagner. Yeah. Not in the, <laughs> not in the good way either. <laughs> okay. Okay. Huh? Well, uh, then, uh, so Marilyn Manson uh, did a smattering of hits. Uh, yeah. Was and there I, any that you could I recommend? Liked, I liked his music. I, I liked the show. Uh Oh, well, the one thing of Rob Zombie I was not as familiar with. I've listened to him, but I've never, like, cracked out on Rob Zombie so much that I know his stuff. But there's one song in there that I could not figure out the lyrics to. And Tanya thinks it was... Only one? Yeah. Tanya <laughs> thinks that the title was uh, Put On Your Boots. And I think it was Pull Out Your Boobs. And I'm we're still not sure what he was saying. But I think it was pull out your boobs. Yeah, I 
I, I, I like your version better just because of the pencil, but yeah. 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 I would and, not be able to wager a guess one way or the other. Oh, and he was jumping around like David Lee Roth. He was doing like the full uh, split kicks and, hey, all right, how you doing? Bah! You know, it w- wasn't expected from a guy who I thought had retired. Uh, it was a very white zombie show. Okay. That's all we can really ask. Yeah. Really. And, and okay. I, I, I don't have much more than that, but I am really raring to hear what Brian thought of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, good, because that's... Pr- I got to tell you, Eric, that my, my fresh shit is going to have so many tie-ins to yours thematically. <laughs> it's, it's amazing having heard what you just did. But yeah, let's do it. Let, we got to do spoilers for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Can we do that? Sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't care, because uh, I forgot okay. it was coming out, and uh, I'm probably not going to see it, because... I haven't seen so big, a bunch of his stuff lately. Big fat spoiler alert for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, people. If you, have, if you still want to see it, look at the show notes and find the next timestamp and skip. This shit is spoiled! Spoiled! What do you mean? Spoilers! Spoiled me. Although the one thing you need to know, Margot Robbie does not show her vagina again. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> she shows no, no skin of uh, any mentioned but that's nope. fine yeah that's um, not what you yeah. go that's not what you go. <laughs> okay. is it though okay no um okay so why do you go to a tarantino movie Chris? to be what, what bored out of your for? fucking mind for two and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> well then by god you're gonna get that movie <laughs> uh, yeah i've heard this thing is super talky and it's like come on just get to the fucking point and already. at least his other talky films like they have a they go some they end up someplace this is just, I'm going to, okay, I keep doing this, this French Artur thing and people keep buying it. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can now break it by just having no reason for it. Yeah, overdoing so this it. Is, this is just Tarantino wanting to make things that he liked when he was a kid. This, you know, it's like Tarantino and his buddies got high and we're just making shit up with his friends like oh oh dude i know what if we do a scene like this and we'll have like uh brad pitt fights bruce lee yeah man that'll be the shit and and but we're gonna make sure that we edit it and film it in such a way that it all comes across like it was made in the late 60s which means the pacing is slow the shots are uninteresting the color palette is muted and everything's shot in cal in la right like Remember when we did our Tarantino Ugh. show and we all bitched except Eric, who has somehow had like a come to Jesus moment with Tarantino? Yeah, I know you guys all used to like him and I hated his ass. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I never it, really dug it him. It seems on. to me that uh, <laughs> of all the stuff I've seen lately of his, uh, you've just described to a T his style. And I think it's to distract from the fact that there's no there there. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. Having not seen the movie. But that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, his other stuff, I would say generally there is something there. It's just he's, you know, I guess either he's being subtle or he's accidentally being subtle. You know, but this <laughs> one, way. this one, yeah, it was nothing but I want to recreate 1969 Hollywood. Um, yeah. And I don't have a story. Oh, oh, and I'm going to redo the thing I did in Inglorious Bastards where I surprised the audience by killing Hitler. Except weeks yeah. before I went to this, I said, "Oh, he's gonna he's gonna turn around the uh, the the Manson killings, the family killings. He's gonna put it, turn it on its ear." Yeah, I, I already knew that. <laughs> so, so here's the thing, Chris. Like, I have a coworker, you know, who's in his like early twenties, and he had no idea about 
you know, the Manson family murders. What? And so he saw a totally different, well, I mean, he knew of Manson, but he knew none of the details. <laughs> so he sees okay. a totally different movie than I did because, you know, I read Helter Skelter. And, and so the movie is nothing but foreshadowing, right? It's like, oh, here's Cielo Drive. Oh, here's the Spawn Ranch. Oh, yeah. you know, it's just like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. And then the big twist and the big spoiler uh, and really the only actual plot element in the entire movie is that the Manson family decides to invade Leonardo DiCaprio's house and not Sharon Tate and Robin Polanski's house next door Okay, and ends up getting killed by Brad Pitt and his dog. Um, and, and Leonardo DiCaprio God. and his flamethrower. And his flamethrower. God. And no, it, that's I, it. And then, yeah. and then they go like hang out with Sharon Tate. Happy now, ending. Did you did you similarly find that disturbing that uh, he, they do the oh I'm just going to put this LSD cigarette in here for later? You know they 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 rush these plot points that could actually be made interesting to make more time for their nonsense. <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah, it was it was such a slow burn that it was okay. There were there's some good scenes in this like the. The Bruce Lee thing is, it's a great Bruce Lee impression, and the whole thing is one take, and it was legitimately one take, apparently. I was reading some behind the scenes on it. Um, And and Brad Pitt is is generally awesome throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Brad Brad Pitt's just owning it. I've always liked Um, him. He is is interesting to watch. He has a swagger. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, part of my problem is, of course, I'm seeing this this, uh, in Arizona, and so... You know, when they make beaner jokes or gun jokes, there's like too many assholes in the theater that are like way too into these jokes. And yeah. I'm just like super uncomfortable. Well, it's yeah. just like uh, when he drops an end bomb and people kind of just shrug it off or laugh about it. I mean, it's just because you got Sam Jackson in your movie doesn't mean you need to say that word every five seconds. You know what I mean? Right. It gets tiresome. I mean, it was it was very well crafted the you know the I okay Eric I want to ask you this because I saw it at the Alamo and they made a big to do about how they had a thirty five millimeter print uh-huh. of it and that meant that there was like a lot of film grain and there was like the cigar burns when the real changes would happen and there were like flaws in the film right I'm curious if you didn't see a thirty five millimeter print and you still saw that stuff. I don't believe, I, I think it was a digital print because the theater I go to, that's what they're always doing. And sure. yes, I did see all that junk. At the same right. time, I, I also, but, but I think it was all faked. Yeah, because. Yeah, well, they shot it on 35 millimeter, but I think they actually digitized that stuff in. Yeah. Because it was like day two of this movie being out and it shouldn't have been in the condition it was in, even on 35 millimeter. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've seen you've seen Death Proof, right? I mean, it's no, okay, don't. But uh, I'm sure it's probably uh, the same sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, there's full film breaks in uh, in Death Proof, but they're yeah. they're trying to make um, how should I say shit? Yeah. So <laughs> okay, okay. So next thing. Speaking of both rain. And actually, now that I think about it, concerts that don't have video uh, elements. Uh, I went and saw the the tour of The Alarm with Gene Loves Jezebel and Modern English opening up for him. Really? Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Did they play 68 Guns? Of course they played 68 okay. Guns. Yeah, that's like they their anthem. The show. That yeah. was the encore was 68 yeah. Guns. Yeah, that's their anthem. It's like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
But uh, all right, so real quick, running through it. Gene loves Jezebel. Um, dude gets out there and he's like tall and rail thin, and he's got his glasses on, and he kind of sings like Eric makes fun of singers. You know, like when we did our <laughs> hair metal episode, you know, he pops into the falls out. Okay, you know, and like <laughs> like like the hurricane like, heist theme, like hurricane heist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like Eric Eric needs to do karaoke of Gene Loves Jezebel. I think <laughs> you know. Jolie Ling Stover to me says, What do you think his day job is? And I looked at him like Coke dealer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the way, anybody want to do a- of misheard lyrics, I'm pretty sure he has a song called I Love Koalas, because I don't know what else he was singing. But anyway. <laughs> Um, oh, and before you forget, just because you said that, I, I learned this fact this week. You know what else the writer of uh, 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 Hurricane Heist wrote? Hmm. Do tell. Uh, Drop Dead Fred. Shut up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> They're so similar now that weird? I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. Sorry. There's moving simil- on. I'm, my, my brain hurts. Okay. <laughs> um... Modern English, all right. Modern English was the ultimately the reason that that put us over the top on buying these tickets, because uh, I'm out with you is like yeah. our song. But which um, version? So shows. Yeah, they're which awesome. Version of the song. Yeah, the the original. But here's the thing about Modern English. Okay, in general, I like two of their songs on any of their records. Most of the rest of it is like this kind of lazy '60s sounding psychedelia-ish, boring stuff. Yeah. It turns out that Modern English is way better live. Uh, and the reason they're way better live is because they're loud. And it sounds more like New Wave Band at that point. Oh, I'm sorry. So, I thought you I thought you, you went to see English Beat, not Modern oh, English. Oh, I okay. wish. No, they're on my list, but not yet. No, Modern English. Um, modern English is much better live and much better loud um, than they are in their recordings. But then it's funny, I recorded some on my phone, and my phone can kind of, like, take the distortion in your ear from the live show out because it compresses everything down, and then it just kind of sounds boring like the recording. So really, they're just making up for it in pure volume, which is fine. I'm, I'm good with that. How does it rate um, to, because recently you saw the Howard Jones tour. Yeah. Uh, how would it rate to that? I mean, Men Without Hats was probably better than either of these opening bands, and Howard Jones was better than either of these opening bands. Okay. The Alarm, all right, so let's talk about The Alarm. The Alarm at this point (laughs) is the lead singer, Mike, whatever his last name is, and his wife, and a really good drummer, and this guitarist who also was playing guitar for Gene Loves Jezebel. I don't think anybody in the band that's touring as The Alarm is an original member other than the lead singer. Mike Peters but is his name. Mike Peters. So Mike Peters, here's the deal about him. First of all, he wants you to know that it's good to be alive. And the reason is Mike Peters is a cancer survivor. The dude has lymphoma. Yeah. Um, That's alarming. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> I can't read. Go yeah. home. You're drunk, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy is basically a one-man band. Mike Peters is all energy all the time. He's got three mics set up on the stage, so he's running between them so he can play to all corners of the house. He's got the harmonica strapped around his neck. He is the guitarist for the alarm. He's the singer. He's got like a kick drum by the front mic so he can add some drums to things, and he's triggering like MIDI stuff with pedals at his feet. 
and every single song he insists the audience get involved he does he every song he's like got something the audience has got to do and he's he's so like full of energy and adamant he's got only like this maybe 500 people in this crowd and he's trying to turn them into a couple thousand and damn if he didn't put in a show he's a um, he's a professional sir he's a professional yeah no he was he was really good and um we kind of got screwed in between acts. We both went to the restroom and they came along and like cleaned up our popcorn and our drinks and threw them away. And we had paid good money for them and we complained to the security guard. And they're like, yeah, you know, we don't, we don't let open drinks sit around because people put stuff in them. I'm like, ooh. Um, but we kind of got compensated. There were some empty seats in the second row and they said, go up and get them during the alarm set. And so we actually got to see that up close. Nice. Um, it was a good show. Uh, there were no video uh, components. Now that I think about it. Well, that's they're, um, they're old school. They they were from the the mid dawn of video. And so, quite yeah. frankly, uh, if, you know, I, I'd I'd rather have sixty eight guns in my mouth. So, <laughs> Eric, I'd like you to. Nothing. I, I'd like you to come on down and meet your maker. <laughs> come on down and make the stand. Yeah. <laughs> We can Eric, do this come all on day. down. <laughs> come on. I we can't can get do much downer day. than this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. And then um, er- Eric also mentioned super viruses, and that's why we got to talk about Hobbs and Shaw, baby. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, mm-hmm. you didn't. I of course did. I did. When would he not do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the big movie. Oh my All right, goodness! Let me let me ask you this. I just want to test a theory because I read a story that uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, uh, Jason Statham, and uh, who's the other? Oh, the other guy in that franchise, Edris Elba. I don't know if it's him, but it's one of them. Are you talking about uh, Vin Diesel? Yes, they are contractually uh, set where they cannot lose a fight in one of these movies. That's in their contracts. Yeah, that's entirely plausible. Okay, given given the movie. Um. Yeah. Uh. What What can we say about Hobbs and Shaw? Hobbs and Shaw is a big, dumb, fun movie. It okay. is so dumb. It yeah. is so big. It looked all of those things in the trailer. Honestly. Yeah. It. The movie is a popcorn movie in the sense that it's like popcorn. It's enjoyable while you're consuming it, but then. It's immediately forgettable. Uh, it gives you no nourishment, and you maybe will regret it a little bit the next day. Um, well, at least it's fibrous, right? You can. Well, you know. <laughs> we don't, and we don't have to explain what happens in this movie, right? I mean, the the actual no. story is okay. Then let me ask you: Do they explain? And I certainly don't want the explanation, but do they explain how <laughs> a bunch of international terrorists with shooty guns? Uh, 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 are taken down by a bunch of Samoans with the old ways, as they say I in mean, the trailer? Yes, they do, because all of the shooty guns you see are um, they're encrypted, and they have to to do their like biometric recognition, or they won't he, fire. He asked and for no Jason explanation. Statham's sister, uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember the actress's name, but she's excellent, by the way. Um, 
she was also in the last Mission Impossible movie. So um, they 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 pulled the Westworld, in other words. She she hacks their system and disables all their weapons for oh, six god, minutes. Oh god, hacking. Yeah. Hacking. Do the hack. Oh god, hacking. At least the hacking uses a Linux prompt. I'll give them that. But <laughs> Okay, that but, is yeah. true. That is true. No <laughs> hackers don't use Apple. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean, this is a preposterous movie. The Fast and Furious fan- franchise has, has gone straight past trying to be the Brosnan era James Bond films and has now totally gone full G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra on us. Okay, yeah. this is just <laughs> goofy. Which, which is just weird because I've only seen the first one, uh, the original with Vin Diesel and whatnot. And it is not even remotely anything like what it has become. I don't understand oh, no. this mutation it, at all. I mean, it just baffles this is, me. This is the this is the Fast and Furious film where they set up the Fast and Furious franchise equivalent of Spectre. Oh, and I'm not even making Lord. this up. Like, good oh yeah, Lord. oh we're 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 off to Looney Bins here. I don't yeah. even want and, to. Know. And there's enough comedy things in there so that if it looks too stupid, they can go. We weren't serious. Yeah, that's what I think. That. That's what I think drives me the craziest about this whole concept is that they're not even going to stand by it. They're going to make it a comedy, but a serious James Bond action comedy. Yeah. yeah. Well, the right. thing- Vanessa Kirby is the actress's name. She's yeah. one to watch for. She's uh, actually really good in her fight scenes. Uh, she's she's almost damsel, but gets herself out of her own predicament. Um, this and movie is directed by the guy who did. Atomic Blonde, so the action is pretty solid. Yeah, um, but it's like take all of Atomic Blonde and then just infuse it with stupid. Uh, that's what, oh yeah, that's what <laughs> no, I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. So much stupid. Okay. Like Idris Elba is playing the cybernetically enhanced super soldier with a transformer bike. Nice. <laughs> um, nice. I, it's just yeah, it's preposterous at all times, uh, and and. They're having a good time with it. It's fun. If you've if you've seen the trailer, this this is the theme for movies this year for me. If you the trailers are actually pretty indicative of the movies in 2019. Yeah. So watch the trailer. If you're into the trailer, yeah, that's the movie. Uh, I'm so glad we decided not to do a whole show on this movie because then yes. I would have had to have seen it. <laughs> so thank 68 you for the guns yes. in my <laughs> mouth yeah. alright Chris what do you got uh, I don't really have a lot especially not anything good that will follow that so I will just say that uh, I did finally catch up on the DC Universe movies and I, I watched Justice League <laughs> uh, <laughs> you 68 guns in your mouth yeah. how and, was that Chris and that was just Stupid. Oh, man. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add about that. It's just sort of, why would you make a movie that is essentially a carbon copy of the Avengers and then not Except not fun through? or yeah. good. Yeah. It was Let's just take dumb. everything that's already been done and I guess do the yeah. second part? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it was just dumb. Uh, Here's, and I, I've heard an interesting theory. I mean, this is the only thing actually that makes this any of this DC movie universe shit interesting. But the idea was that uh, I guess the original idea is that Superman was the bad guy in Justice League. Yeah. That he was actually the thing they had to fight. And at some point, they decided they couldn't do that. Studio interference, whatever, whatever, whatever. So then they let's made just... 
have a standard schlocky movie, and yeah. they hired the guy who made Avengers to make this. Yeah, I just I'm, I wish Zack Snyder would just go away. I think yeah. he's he's the main reason that these DC movies just kind of suck. I think yeah. Yeah. he's the common denominator, and that's that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it because I did also watch Aquaman. Finally, <laughs> uh, I was I was not any more entertained than I was watching Justice League, but at least it was more interesting as a movie because it actually tried to inject a certain amount of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but did you feel kind of beaten to death by Aquaman by the end? Did it just like pummel yeah. you? Yeah. It just the whole thing was pointless it's to so the much end degree. Uh, and this is my main question, and then we can move on. Uh, out of the fresh shit because it was just uh apart from like the the cherry picked obviously this is a song for the soundtrack thing that they were doing uh especially over the deal where the guy was making the mantis suit to like a csi collage montage you know what i mean (laughs) it's just come on man uh but for a movie called aquaman they did an inordinate amount of fighting on land and that bothered me to no end it's like they couldn't figure out what they wanted it to be, so they just threw everything at the screen, and somehow it made money. I don't get it. It was... I, I, I stand by my original movie. This is every movie being projected on the screen at the same time. Yeah. As, yeah. <laughs> like, you could you could watch it, and you're like, okay, so this is them trying to cop a little bit of the Thor magic uh-huh. that worked uh, so well for Marvel, uh, and then let's throw in a little Flash Gordon for some weird reason uh, mm-hmm. with, the like, the five... Seven Kingdoms or whatever the fuck it was uh, that they have to unite. Uh, Let's have, like, uh, Amber Heard as the princess, but she's also sort of a black widowy character, and then they give her that really vibrant red hair to sort of, I guess, make some sort of subliminal connection to... and Black and Widow. you know what? Our our research indicates that the the young kids they want them to have an attitude. So maybe we yeah. should we should give them an attitude. Hey there, m- my name is Aquaman, and I'm here to say staying in school is a okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we can honestly. Leave it at they that. could have put that in the movie and yeah. gotten away with it because they will just hit you in the face with the next scene and the next scene, and you'll forget it by the yeah. end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and the whole national treasure plot twists that they had to go find that ah just dumb uh but i'm up to speed now on all of the dc stuff so i can be raring to go for wonder woman 1984 that's that's really all i have yeah so (laughs) so you really don't need to be up to speed on the dc universe because it sucks yeah Yeah. um yeah yeah but that's basically why i wanted to bring it up uh was just to let everybody know (laughs) as a public service announcement uh you do not need to watch the DC Universe movies. Uh, all right. So, episode 100, uh, it was something that we sh- should have done something special for uh, and instead opted for yeah, this. But we're lazy. Uh, we did. <laughs> lazy. <laughs> exactly. We, we did have what I thought was a really great idea where we were going to do a best of show uh, of yeah. the best best of parts of the show but but they were all going to be made up best of parts 
like yeah. that, that that's a lot of work yeah like that time dog the bounty hunter came and did a show with you know stuff like that and then we do like scripted bits <laughs> yeah, and you then remember we that? were like who's paying for this nobody yeah. we'll no, nobody this they you get, remember that that you get that for time free we, then you get free quality yeah i i'm sorry that we couldn't do the the time that we interviewed barack obama though i thought that would have been amazing uh to have that clip but yeah. sadly not See, gonna happen None of these jokes are going to land because I don't even have any clip to, to like pretend. <laughs> I know, to drop I know. I'm certainly not going to assemble one. Yeah. So, so you know. Yeah. So no clip show. So in in lieu of uh, a 100 celebration for the show, uh, we're going to do one about TV crossover event shows. Uh, and it was a tepid response when I pitched it, but fuck it. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so basically, this all stems from. Uh, I still have actual cable television uh, because I am a big fan of giving yourself over to the universe and just having shit show up uh, that you can take or leave. And so I flip through channels when I get bored and come across random stuff. And lately, a lot of these crossover type shows from years past have shown up just during my just veg out stage. And I'm talking like... uh, Boss Hog showing up on the sitcom Alice, both on CBS. Uh, I'm talking uh, Murder, She Wrote showing up on Magnum P.I. Uh, I'm talking uh, Cheers. Wait, that was cross-network. No, no. That was CBS and ABC, wasn't it? No, that was all no, CBS. No, they were both CBS. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, and just I, shit I, like I that. So, it, like, a long time ago, writing, like, a, 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 um, a calling card TV script where uh, uh, Murder, She Wrote, Angela Lansbury, um, oh boy, I can't remember her name, Jessica... Jessica Fletcher. Jessica Fletcher is going to show up in San Francisco, and the San Francisco police and Monk all brace themselves because anywhere she goes, time she goes anywhere, somebody dies. (laughs) There are a considerable number of dead bodies when she shows up. I think she's actually the serial killer. Exactly. And that's what what Monk says. And so he's like, I've got to catch her, but she's a a criminal mastermind who is able to frame it on other people. And that's why there's a new murder every week. And that's why they don't let her stay in Crabapple Cove anymore because that woman is out of her fucking mind and there's blood on her hands. <laughs> I would I would watch that. Uh, so yeah. So cross and crossover she shows in the end framing William Wyndham who, you know, is always, you know, like basically doing her dirty work in the background. Okay. He's the he he lives in Crabapple. Go I know that show. <laughs> well, basically the it struck me as funny that they're always sort of event things that these networks push. Uh so it's it's sort of like a, a show that's on the wane paired with a show that's on the rise kind of a thing, it almost seems like. Uh, or just it's a couple of detective shows, so it's really easy to just moosh them together and come up with some sort of uh, plot line. And Did so ever, I was... Is it a sweeps week thing? Like they're trying yeah, to that's what I was gonna ratings ask. for advertisers? I think some of them are actually around like season premieres uh, from the stuff I've, I've read and the, the ones that I actually sort of looked into this week in prep. Uh and it's sort of like the the big show making way for the next big show kind of a deal. Uh, but it's also like uh, same producer, so just pimping the same thing. Uh, like when Vegas and Charlie's Angels schmoosh together on a two-episode thing. Uh, that's uh, Aaron Spelling just saying, hey, I got two shows and you're going to give me all the money and I'm going to just draw it out for an evening. 
that kind of thing. So crossovers are weird, but I, I want to specify right now that it's not just cameos, but it's an actual like story where they take characters from one thing and another and then put them all together and commingle them into like okay one so that, that clip i sent you of different strokes wandering through the fresh prince of l.i.r doesn't count then because that's more of a cameo you know, this looks like a great place arnold yeah willis would love it yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that is if he wouldn't mind living over a haunted indian burial ground <laughs> who are you Hey, I'm Will Smith. I'm the realtor. At night, you can hear the wailing of the dead. What you talking about, Will? It's semantics, but to me, that doesn't count as a crossover, technically. Oh, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Because it's just sort of a, a stunt casting kind of thing. Uh, but, I mean, you could make the argument for it. Uh, you know, it's it's entirely your taste. But... You know, to me, it's it's two existing properties or three or whatever, uh, and they just sort of throw them together for whatever godforsaken They kiss reason. and suddenly uh, they have a shared universe. Yeah, basically. Uh, so is it, but it's like, is it a crossover or is it just they're trying to do like a shared universe? Because uh, okay. Brian had brought up Arrowverse when we prepped. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm. That is kind of the big I deal mean, right technically, now. Technically, yeah. And technically, that's crossover, but to me, that's more in the realm of just shared universe. It's like when we did the show on Norman Lear, like back episode right, 13. Right. It's just they've got all of these properties, and they're all sort of in the same realm, and so okay, this is just so a way for them. There's three DC shared universes going on at the same time, right? There's the cinematic what? Snyderverse. No, this is a thing, right? You were just talking okay. about Justice League. Oh, okay. Cinematic I see. I see. Okay. Snyderverse. There's the Arrowverse, which is the TV dc shared universe crap yeah and then yeah. uh bruce tim is still making animated movies in the dc universe yeah. that, and and that's okay. the batman the animated they, series universe that continues to go on they did yeah. actually explain that in one of the i i hate that i know this but they explained it in the supergirl <laughs> flash crossover and apparently nice. they are going with the multiverse theory and that's why supergirl has a superman on her show but the superman is not the superman from the movies because it's a different reality right uh, have you heard about what they're doing for the crisis on infinite earths next season in the arrowverse though they're bringing yeah. brandon ralph back as as uh, one of the supermans that's right all right burt ward is going to show up in this thing is uh, he going to be robin i assume okay i, I He's don't be know a old but okay. be a very old robin yeah. but yeah old boy wonder <laughs> I, I mean, Brandon Routh yeah. has a different character in the Arrowverse, so I guess he's going to be playing two characters because he's going to be playing yeah. Superman and and another character. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But my uh, brain hurts just thinking about yeah. this. Yeah. But I mean, but he really but got the seen... short. He, he got the shaft. I, I that was a that was a shit movie, but it wasn't his fault. Yeah, agreed. The agreed. Original, yeah, just Superman. He was. So that's so that's the the shared universe crossover thing, and I think they've done that on a couple of different dealios I, like adam 12 and emergency sort of did a shared universe thing but i yeah, don't know if we discussed over that to any yeah yeah buffy the vampire slayer and angel is a yeah. shared universe uh so yeah. i don't consider those crossovers and then apparently like ab absolutely fabulous uh was on roseanne during that like whole we're in a coma dream we won the sweepstakes and a millionaires thing uh so that doesn't count because Roseanne, I guess, was looking to spin off an American version of Ab Fab and had so, the rights or something. 
So should so, we yeah. tell you what we like, and then you tell us whether it, it works? If it fits uh, in the scale? If, if you want to work that angle, I'm all for it. Basically, I was just on here to talk about one in particular that I'll get to at some point. Uh, so oh. the floor the floor is yours. I concede to the senator from Oregon. <laughs> well, this is... Uh, uh, okay, let me get my notes. You, uh, uh, shit. Okay. Uh, uh, editing music, maybe? Well, wow. Yeah, I got it. Edit, edit it out. Okay. Uh, notes. All right. Um, this is... Detective Munch. Uh, is a character oh, yeah. that appeared yeah. on Homicide Life in the Streets. And that was on for, like, I think five, six years. And yeah. when it was done... They said to what is his name? That comic. Um, oh, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. he's very surly and yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I gotta, okay. I, gotta, yeah. I gotta look him up. But yeah. Uh, he, well, what, the, as soon as Homicide went off the air, he was offered uh, a job by Dick Wolf to play the same character on uh, Law and Order SVU, and then he did that for like eight years. And Richard Belzer. Richard, Richard Belzer. Belzer. Thank you. And so he's played that same character on both shows. And then he also, but, and these I know aren't crossovers. They're like, I don't know, jokes. But he, he played Detective Munch on The Wire, on uh, X Files, on. Uh, Seriously? Yeah, yeah, a bunch. Of, it basically, like he, he holds the record for uh, the most consecutive years on TV, uh, even more than uh, Matt Dillon on Gunsmoke, because he just kept so, doing this character everywhere. Are these Arrested all Dick Wolf productions, though? No. Okay, so they're not all uh, Dick Wolf shows. Okay. No, the first one wasn't, and the second one wasn't. It's just that uh, it, it, it takes place in Baltimore, and okay, I yeah. think I think that's just, the, that's the same writer carried over. Which wire. is an interesting point when you when you bring that up. So, do you think when they do that, that it reinforces the idea that this is a real universe, or does it distract you from the fact that it's just a TV show? Well, that's I think, the other thing. I I don't know anybody who watched Homicide Life on the Streets, so that one's a little tough. But okay. and and SVU, it's just oh, Richard Belzer's in a show. I think maybe that's the more distracting thing, is that it's Richard Belzer pretending to act (laughs) you know but it's i don't know it's funny but then at the same time i I gotta wonder are they are they now positing then that uh oh and luther in the british in the bbc show luther uh idris elba Elba references detective munch baltimore police in one of the episodes yes he does oh god So that means all of these universes are connected by Detective Munch, including the X-Files and Arrested Development. I mean, it's nuts. And when when you look at it, because X-Files did a crossover episode wherein they were on the show Cops. The following is a special episode of the X-Files. Viewer discretion is advised. I was going to call yeah. that one out. Yeah. Yeah. And I figured one of you would. But that, so that means that that's all part of the Munch universe now. Yeah. 
And you so, could just spiral it and spiral wait, it. Wait, but Cops is reality TV, so Detective I Munch know. is real and he's part of our reality now? <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. We have a shared oh. universe with uh, a we fictional do. character. That's fucking crazy. That's an <laughs> X-Files <laughs> episode right there is what that is. Gentlemen, we are now on Earth 615, okay? That's all there is to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but apart from, so, so that one would be a big one for you then, Brian, since you're going to bring it up. So did you have anything to reference on that as well? Uh, no, other than it happened, and I just think, you know, that, so that was weird. funny in that they were taking the, the format of one show and applying it to the X-Files, right? Yeah. So it's an episode of Cops that's about Molly and Skulder. Yeah, or whatever how you pronounce their name, Scully and Mulder. So, and, Mulder. and I yeah. and I didn't blah, watch blah, 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 blah. I didn't watch any of the clips, but it's, so they do it straight like a cops episode, but it's X Files. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be so annoying. I think that one was written by uh, Vince Gilligan, <laughs> the guy chasing, that did Breaking yeah. Bad. Yeah, and they're chasing a werewolf. Oh, good god! Yeah, oh, I gotta go find that thing. I'm not a big X Files fan, but I'll, I'll watch that one. Sure, I am. Crossover I success. <laughs> Oh. oh Christ! Every couple of years, so the I other go one and I watch the entire did. series again. <laughs> <laughs> the other Excellent. one that Fox did that was a big uh, marketing stunt that I'm pretty sure was a sweep stunt was the crossover between Simpsons and Family Guy. Huh? Guess we're in a town called Springfield. Springfield, eh? What state? I can't imagine we're allowed to say. Here you go. Twelve, ten, eight donuts. That's very nice of you, Mister Simpson. Homer Simpson. We had a Griffins, Peter, Lois, Stewie, and then, uh, you know, the others. Brian, I guess. Oh, yeah, I yeah. heard of that. I didn't see it, but I heard actually, of it, yeah. Yeah, they actually so that, had the characters interacting, and they had to have them, you know, cross art styles a bit. So, don't, don't those two shows go after each other? Or is it South, South Park goes after Family Guy? I can't remember. Well, South Park's on a different network entirely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, although, I think, well... I don't know. Family Guy's been on more than one network, so I maybe that used to. I don't care. I don't know. Yeah, I know um, it started on Fox. If it's not still on Fox, no, no. I was just positing because I, I think South Park just likes to bag on Family Guy. Oh. It's not not a crossover thing, but yeah, it's, it's considered a pretty lowbrow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, again, I don't have anything to say about it. I just you know well, it's an example of of these things. Well, didn't The Simpsons also do one with Twenty Four? And they just call it they 24 did. Minutes. And it was Keith Sutherland as Jack Bauer. And there was, like, Bart did a prank phone call or something that went crazy. And, and then suddenly Jack Bauer shows up. I vaguely remember that. Chloe, I need those schematics now. What? Who is this? I'm Jack Bauer. Who the hell are you? Me? Uh, I'm Ahmed duty. Chloe, find out all you can about I Made a Duty. Yeah, is and there that, was is, Simpson is style of Jack Bauer. Yes. Yeah. Is that a crossover or is that just, like, a guest no. appearance? Uh, if the sh- if twenty four was on at the same time, then I think that considers it as a crossover. Okay, but it gets murky. But yeah, uh, I guess that's true. He is he's not Kiefer Sutherland playing someone like Jack Bauer. It's Jack yeah. Bauer. Yeah. So, uh, so I've been seeing yeah. a lot of examples of this in animation and kids television. Like the whole Disney Channel is is basically a shared universe in that in that sense, and I don't want to get into it. I did pull up one, though, that I just want to mention before you get in because of the Disney Channel. They did, uh, what the fuck was it? Wizards of Waverly Place, Sweet Life on Deck, and Hannah Montana apparently all smooshed together for some big show on a cruise ship. Good for them. Continue. Good job, Disney Channel. 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, you go all the way back. There was the Flintstones and the Jetsons, right? Did Flintstones you know, and Bewitched. Yeah. Did you know the Bewitched had a Flintstones episode? Yeah. I did not. It's crazy. Yeah. But um, it's the it's the Dick York. It's not Dick Sargent. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. There's yeah. there's Scooby Doo and everything. Yeah, pretty much uh, by this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was Andy uh, Duncan's there was glass an eye. Archer with Bob's Burgers in it, <laughs> um, which isn't a kid's show, but it's a, it's animated. Yeah. But we'll allow but it. The other one that I uh, that I thought was great, and and I don't know if this is a shared universe thing or again, it's just the production company. But did you know there was a crossover between the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers at one point? I did, and I actually watched the fucking clip, 10 minutes, where they just <laughs> they cut out all the extraneous, and it's just the Turtles and the Power Rangers. I thought that oh. was the most acid-trippy fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You're going to destroy the Power Rangers. Uh, hello? Cut me some slack. Oh, knock, knock. The Power Rangers are just... Pretend, you know, comic book. It's so dumb. Oh, did you watch so, yeah. it? Yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, here's the thing. I, 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 I was lazy. Like I said, I'm lazy, mm-hmm. and so I'm doing the thing that I always bitch about in the show, which is I just had a list, and I don't have any yeah. details for anybody. <laughs> so I'm an asshole. Well, let me let me throw a couple at you as well, because this also seems to be the big crossover motif for networks. Uh, is to not only do a couple of shows to you know to pimp a new product or goose a, f- a fading product. So that's that's number one uh, from what I've seen. But the other one is to do like actual theme nights of programming across their block of shows. The blackout the Friends blackout. Yeah, the, that's yeah. So that's the first. Mad one about you is, causes uh, a blackout, and then every other show that night has the same blackout. Yeah, and that, that was, was like that's the one I that was like a. Yeah, like Jamie from Mad About You, the Helen Hunt character, somehow causes the blackout, which leads into the episode of Friends where Chandler is stuck in the ATM vestibule with the model uh, while the power is out. And then I guess it rolled over into Caroline in the City, which God knows if I can even tell you what happens on that show. And then winds up on Wild Bill, which was Wild Bill, which was, you know, like an NBC show. You know, there there was always that one revolving NBC Thursday night show that they let it fail and then they put a new one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But inexplicably, uh, Seinfeld was never involved with that. Oh, no, that's that's, that's actually completely explainable. It had a big enough audience. They could say, go fuck yourself. That was the explanation. Yeah. But this is the other thing, if you read into it, too, because at one point, I guess, nonsense. well, before Friends, Courtney Cox had guested on Seinfeld as one of his paramours uh, for like an episode or two. And then later, there's one where they're actually watching an episode of Friends. And so it's like, are they referencing Courtney Cox? So is this somehow like a weird, twisted, you know, that's the stuff people write when you talk about crossovers. I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, so yeah, so there's that. Apparently, the ABC Friday Night TGIF bullshit one time did a crossover with all of the shows, starting with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and the cat had some sort of time device, and so Sabrina was chasing him through all of the episodes, like Boy Meets World. And I'm sensing a theme. Whatever else was on that night, yeah. I'm sensing a theme. Exactly. You cross over when you've run out of shit on the shelf, right? Because none of these <laughs> are great shows. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then my favorite, uh, 
I might have actually seen most of these when they aired that night because maybe I was bored. But the Drew Carey show was the anchor for the ABC lineup for it was Drew Carey show, Grace Under Fire, Coach, and Ellen, and basically <laughs> did a, a four show arc on a on their programming night where they were all in Las Vegas. <laughs> that was like the oh, tenuous God. thread. Oh, uh, so, yeah. But did they actually intersect or were they just happened to all be in Vegas and not yeah, run well, into I, each other? I would assume that the Drew Carey characters probably wound up on the various programs or something as the thread. I couldn't tell you for certain. Uh, but that seems to be the big thing as they carry it over. I'm Brett uh, Butler and I'm in Vegas, so I'm going to do some more coke. <laughs> That's my impression yeah. of, uh, yeah. Grace, Grace <laughs> Under Brett. Fire. Look it yeah. up on Hulu or whatever. I'm uh, high as but fuck. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the other one that uh, got me, and I actually watched the the Magnum PI Murder She Wrote crossover. Good luck with your investigation. Thanks. Uh, good luck with your next novel. Thank you. Because it's fascinating. Because it was like the last next to last season of Magnum PI when the ratings just started to tank. Uh, and it was like the third season of Murder, She Wrote, where she was in the top ten and killing it, literally and figuratively. Uh, and <laughs> they somehow devise a plot where somebody is being threatened and they need to figure out why. And so they bring Jessica Fletcher in Jesus from Maine Christ. all the way to Hawaii. And so oh, they God. interact. And so the first part is Magnum P.I. And they do it like a Magnum episode. And then they carry it over to the murder she wrote on like the the whatever night murder she wrote was on and finish it up as a murder she wrote episode. And here's the thing: the people that wrote it uh, don't have anything to do with the other show, and it's so weird to watch <laughs> because it's like this is obviously people that write for Magnum putting words into Jessica Fletcher's mouth and vice versa, <laughs> and it is so mm. dumb. It's kind of like just, those film festivals where they send people out with like a camera and you have to put together 10 minutes and the only rule is it has to start this way because this is what the people before you did yeah and then the next yeah. people have to like glue their movie onto the end of yours and basically and then i, f- I found like a um like i can't remember what magazine entertainment weekly or something but from that era so like 86 or whenever this thing happened and it was like a fluff piece about the making of this crossover and it basically just how Jessica, uh, Angela Lansbury is Jessica Fletcher. She was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's like, I'm contractually obligated to do this, I guess. So she wasn't really thrilled about it. And yeah. then, you know, Tom well, Selleck is all... I had to yeah, go to Hawaii. Aww. Yeah. And Tom Selleck is all sort of making the the professional effort to make it look good. Like He's a company man. Basically, yeah, my show's basically on the chopping block, so I'll take whatever I can get. I mean, that's basically I'm it. Tom Selleck. I'm Republican, so I understand money. Yeah. But it's a weird, because then I compared that to the previous crossover that Magnum P.I. had done years before with Simon and Simon. And that one is, there's like a a, a Hawaiian idol that's cursed and whoever comes in contact with it is basically doomed to die so they basically lifted the plot from that <laughs> and, brady and bunch peter brady so, like, yeah. finds it and yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and so the so the magnum episode is yeah the longer you do this i just keep hearing julie brown going duck magnum duck okay, what was it okay um, don't tell me oh yeah okay duck magnum duck yeah 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 <laughs> 
that's basically it. Uh, but so Simon and Simon were hired in California to come in and retrieve the thing. Uh, Morgan Fairchild guest stars the Simon along with them. and Simon, and then it's like, sh- <laughs> yeah, the Simon and the Simon. <laughs> and, the Simon and the Simon, but then they split it up, and then they go to the to Simon and Simon for the second part. And I'm so irritated because I found the Magnum one. I watched it, and now I can't find the fucking Simon and Simon episode oh to God. finish it up. What will happen? Maybe Magnum <laughs> that, dies in that episode, that, Chris. You're missing the whole story. That's what I'm saying. But but if you watch him now in reruns, uh, th- that sort of shows you the crack in the whole concept of these crossover things because if you don't have access to both of the shows then you're not going to be able to either finish the story or know what the fuck is going on oh you got to buy the whole dvd set now you bought that season of magnum you got to go buy that (laughs) season of simon and simon motherfucker sounds like you deserve it for watching this shit doesn't it yeah i do i do watching (laughs) simon and simon and yeah what i got to know so what chris is saying is he wants to sit in front of tv and let it wash all over him, and when it does, it's really unsatisfying because they don't program it the way it was originally. Yeah. So don't do that. Stop it. <laughs> what, okay. I, what I wonder is if if they had syndicated <laughs> Simon and Simon, and and you like caught the episode. I don't know where the Simon and the Simon were 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 in the middle of the investigation. You didn't catch the full story from uh, the Magnum. Um, what would you do then? I don't know, but uh, yeah. it's a whole other thing, too, because uh, Los Hermanos Simonos, uh, the first season had a totally different theme song from the second season and the rest, so that's that's a whole other ball of wax for them. Uh, so, you know. But my main one, and I don't know if you guys saw the, the clip that I sent, but this is the one that set me over the edge, and this is the last thing. It's if you take two shows that are so diametrically opposed in tone and content and yet you have to slap slapped them together so when saint elsewhere did their third season finale uh the doctors wound up going to cheers cheers yeah which was also an M- an nbc show to have drinks uh and basically carla cliff and norm were there and basically what that illustrates is that if you take cheers out of the show cheers and put it somewhere else it is the worst fucking bar on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, everybody! These two butchers work at St. Elsewhere. <laughs> Welcome to Cheers, Doctors Jekyll and Hyde. Who recommended this? I overheard Ehrlich talking about it. Good figures. <laughs> and the show itself, the St. Elsewhere, it's just the whole thing is about mortality and death and this and that. There's a guy that thinks he's Jesus because it takes place during Easter Seder uh, who gets assaulted and put into a coma uh and then the doctors have to commiserate about that and meanwhile you got carla just zipping them with one-liners like here's a here's an amaretto for the wussy boy and that stuff it is so tonally disparate as to make no sense whatsoever describe it for the audience is it shot and edited like saying elsewhere or like a cheers yes no it's it takes place in saying elsewhere uh so it's shot like a saying elsewhere episode uh and the the, <laughs> the scene with cheers is basically like a one-act play it's totally separate from the rest of the show except the doctors are sort of tangentially talking about what's going on in the episode thematically 
Uh, See, I was hoping there, it would be shot like a Cheers episode with a laugh no, track. There's, there's no laugh track. It's like Carla <laughs> going straight, Cliff trying to do his Cliff thing, but totally straight. And they're just like, who the fuck is this weirdo? And then Norm somehow knows one of the doctors because he did accountant work for him years before and fucked it up. I mean, it's just the weirdest goddamn thing ever. Uh, I don't really know how to explain it. But if you look at it like that, knowing what we know now about St. Elsewhere and how that show ended, spoiler, it was all a daydream in some autistic kid's head. Uh, so by extraction from that, Cheers is somehow a uh, made-up universe for an autistic kid. Ergo, Frasier is a made-up universe in some autistic kid's oh, head. Okay, so the kid could have just like been watching Cheers on TV, and he's part of exactly. our world, in yeah. which Richard Belzer is a real police yeah. officer, yeah. and he dreams up St. Elsewhere. Yeah. So, I think you've, you've I think proven the, moral the point. The story is crossovers TV is dumb. TV is creatively bankrupt. Yeah. I... And it has been for quite a while. We have nothing else to do for sweeps, and so we're just gonna. What if what if Schneider from Good Times showed up on uh, SWAT? That'd be okay. What? That would be awesome. I would watch that in a heartbeat. No, I was. That was the last thing too. Did you guys think of any like crossover events that you wish you could have seen that never happened Uh, and probably would never in a million years happen? Uh, like ideally what your perfect crossover would be. Mine was something along the lines of uh, like, what if MacGyver and the A-Team did a crossover? Because then you could have the world's longest uh, montage of prepping the device thing using all the shit that's just laying around. Well, I think what would happen is they'd end up going, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to make a, a a jet plane out of chicken shit and a potato. Oh, yeah, well, I'm yeah. going to make a submachine gun out of, yeah. yeah. This they, they, they they starting to sound like Hobbs and Shaw, guys. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. hey, uh, speaking of bankrupt ideas, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, but that struck me. And then I thought, well, then anything related to Airwolf and Knight Rider and, say, Riptide. That way you can get land, sea, and air. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And right. most of the people listening to this aren't going to have any fucking clue what these shows are that we're talking about right okay. now, but that's fine. Okay, this is this is the one I would do, okay? Uh, I would do Star Trek and 227. And there's a true oh, transporter malfunction, <laughs> and and they get lots of sass from the ladies of the 227. <laughs> you copy Jackie. me, this is the bridge. Uh-uh, you don't talk to me that way. Yeah. Uh, that kind of you shit. You could do a whole slew of stuff related to the holodeck just fucking up. Like, cheers mm-hmm. on Star Trek. Oh, it's just the holodeck. God damn it. <laughs> no. You're right. <laughs> I'm learning how to be human captain through sitcoms of the 20th century. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Data, you're an asshole. <laughs> captain, what does friend zone mean? Oh, <laughs> ouch. Why do my Must balls see? hurt? tv hey now uh so yeah oh there you uh, go america's funniest home videos and cops there you go that's pretty much was american right was yeah yeah i think that's a that's just a self-replicating actually i think you stick them together you get tosh pointo i was gonna say it's pretty much the internet right (laughs) yeah pretty much uh so yeah that's all i got we haven't mentioned The one I'm surprised we haven't mentioned, because to me, this was like the most obvious one. Uh, Six million dollar man and bionic woman. That's like that's like a shared universe thing, though. 
Well, it's totally a shared universe. Yeah. Oh, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You we're only looking at bizarre horseshit. Like, okay, so Laverne and Shirley in Happy Days doesn't count. Right. That's yeah. why I didn't like, bother with the Office UK and the Office US because it's just. Yeah. I mean, because technically they're crossovers, but to me they're not really. Uh, yeah. But you know, but you having the Cheers Saint Elsewhere being sort of my my gold standard for just this is how you don't do a crossover, but at the same time this is exactly how you do a crossover. That's sort of I got oh. it. Okay, I've got the perfect one. I've got the perfect one. Okay, Go. Dexter and Seinfeld. <laughs> and he kills them all <laughs> for being bad people. Okay. Uh, so what okay. are you doing with that knife? <laughs> I, I I think uh, I don't I don't have a good example, but but this this has inspired me a crossover in which there's the same actor playing different roles from two different shows. Ooh, like, that that intriguing. that could be good. I mean, Bob like, Newhart that kind was, of uh, did the it MTV, in the final episode of Newhart. There was an there was an MTV m- movie awards thing where they did the end scene from seven where William Shatner played, uh, 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 the Brad Pitt part, the Morgan Freeman part and the, uh, gay rapey guy part. <laughs> what's his name? And, yeah. but he did it like we did one as TJ hooker, one as captain Kirk and one as the rescue nine one one narrator. We got a box. What is it? Oh, you'll see. You should be very proud. I envy you. Envy me. You are, Army. No! What's in the f- box? Whatever you do, stay away. What the f- is in the f- box? Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, no, play no, that no, song. No, 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 no. Mr. Tambourine Man! Mr. Tambourine Man! Yeah, because he's William fucking Shatton. like that? And he'll... He'll there, do whatever that, he wants. That's perfect. Yeah, I'm going to say that's great. <laughs> that's great. Uh, honorable mention, just as an end, goes to the Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew mysteries that used to show on ABC back in the late 70s. Because apparently oh, they on, would that's... do some crossovers. Well, but here's the thing, is eventually they got rid of the Nancy Drew aspect of it and just had her guest star in Hardy Boys until they just unceremoniously dropped her without any word. She just kind of disappeared. So I think the Hardy Boys got together with Jessica Fletcher and got rid of Nancy Drew. That's my thing. But how is that not a shared universe? It is. Oh, it's totally a shared universe. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's all arbitrary. I'm on the spectrum. I need rules. (laughs) Okay. Good. Rule number one, don't watch crossover episodes. Rule number two, look us up on Twitter. We're at MagHuge on Twitter. Rule number three, find us on Facebook and follow us. We're the Magnificently Huge Podcast. Rule number four, go to our website, maghuge.com, M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com, and listen to all of our previous 99 plus some spare episodes. Uh, You can find them all there. Uh, rule number rule five, number five, share us number five. On- I can't remember what five was, but rule number six, number six. <laughs> <laughs> Get everything, everything, everything. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. share the show. Rate us five stars. Give us good reviews. Share us with your friends and family. Uh, and join us next week for uh, uh, whatever the what. I don't know what we're the talking next about hundred. Next yeah, yeah. Join us for the next, <laughs> the next hundred hundred disasters. Hundred. Good. <laughs> <Christ. Thank you. laughs> Ha, 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 ha.